0: I was at a dance when she caught my eye, standing all alone,
1: looking sad and shy. We began to dance, swaying to and fro. And, and soon I knew I'd never let her go. Blame it on the bossa nova with its magic spell. Welcome to the Amazon Women on the Moon segment by segment podcast. I'm your host Adil Kurji, and this week uh, I've got how are you? Uh, about as well as when we last spoke, I suppose. Which, which to the to the uh, listener will be uh, a week ago, yeah. Um, but to the discerning listener who actually listened to episode six. Uh, was about 10, 5, 30 seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're we're on episode eleven, uh, which is Time Amazon flies. women on the yeah, uh, Amazon women on the moon. Segment two takes place from thirty five fifty to thirty eight twenty three. A short ish segment, but still still a solid one, I think. Uh, initial thoughts?
0: When I so I watched the whole film. Uh, at once and then I went back and and watched the segments and on the second watch of the segment I was like hey uh the thing on the tv is in black and white and I thought that was cute but anyway we can maybe talk about that in a sec second verse kind of same as the first like it's a very it's a very loving parody I think of 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 b-movies and watching b-movies um there were loads of little details that i loved in it that i really only picked up on the on the second second go around i'd probably pick up more if i watched it a third time but yeah very enjoyable sad sad that um, we didn't see more of the giant lizard i was i was upset about
1: that.
0: i could have taken more
1: giant Uh, lizard that's fair but yeah so we 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 i like that we cut into this from uh uh, as if someone had switched channel back to WIDB TV, and it's mm-hmm. Movies Till Sunrise splash screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they cheekily say, um, We now return to the 1957 film Amazon Women on the Moon, starring Bill Thomas and Buzzy Clark. Uh, what was it? Uh, I wrote it down, sorry. Uh, they say, um, with there no further interruptions, further and we know, of course, that's just not going to be the case. Uh, and then and then it cuts us to, so we left, right? End of segment one was, mm-hmm. Blackie, go turn on the emergency or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to they've already landed safely and someone's descending the ladder. And then we do another one of their lovely uh, film, broken film jump cuts to ev- everyone's gone down. And again, I, I, I like I said last um, episode, I really like how they are nodding to the plodding pacing mm-hmm. while not putting us through it because we get two or three seconds of oh he's really just slowly descending a ladder and then they cut to everyone has clearly done that like everyone's down on the ground and you you know it, it implies that hey we had to watch everyone because it's the same framing right so you, you, it implies we watched everyone slowly go down the ladder one by one and wait for each other well here we are in the um, let's talk about my favorite part of this which is, willet. of course, I think the setting is, is tremendous in this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the moon?
0: I thought the moon looked remarkably like landscapes which are within a fifty-mile radius of Hollywood.
1: Mm. Weird. Yeah.
0: Um, who knew? Who knew?
1: Yeah, and I, I like how it's just—it literally. I, I I really want to know how much location scouting there was, because either someone painstakingly tried to find the perfect generic part of the hills, the rocky hills around LA, or they just drove, stopped, and then set up shop. And I can't tell which.
0: Yeah, that's very telling, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it is it the case where you can kind of just throw a rock and it'll land somewhere where they filmed a space scene in the 50s
1: right um and like and so the one we have it's it's like this like rocky crags um mm-hmm. sort of jutty um but it's essentially sand rock and shrubs the shrubs, shrubs. The, the 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 amount of green in yes. on the moon just it tickles me cuz it's like well framed and in then initial shot with the ladder like you you see shrubs in the background and then this obviously fake crater yes. with dry ice filled. <laughs> um, that and they
0: definitely it's... only have one of, even yeah. though they find multiple craters.
1: Oh, it's so good. And it's like, yeah, it's clearly, it's the right colors for the ski landscape, but not the right texture. Like again, yeah. it's, it's a nod to the bad special effects of the day, right? Yeah. This is like papier-mâché painted the right tone of brown <laughs> and a bunch of dry ice thrown in. Um, and they're in their blue spacesuits, suits, which have like combat boots on the bottom. Uh, yeah. and of course there's the monkey has its own little suit.
0: The monkey has its own little suit and that's very important to me.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, otherwise the monkey would have had to stay on the ship, which is, you know, left open throughout the whole scene. Uh, <laughs>
0: even though they're worried about oxygen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, yeah. It just
1: it 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 sets the tone for the segment really well, yeah. uh, and then there's just a panning shot of of the rocks, which shows so much so many plants.
0: Yes, and I love that there there's a line in the first segment, um, I think, where I think it's the first segment about that they're a team of handpicked scientists. And I'm like, yes. these scientists are not particularly excited about the number of, like, living things they've just found on the moon.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we we didn't touch on that last uh, in episode six. But, yeah, the, and the hand-picked scientists seem to be the captain, who's clearly the military mm-hmm. guy, and then uh, Blackie, who is...
0: A filthy capitalist, you can
1: say. And shows... Very little, any science. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, Butch and his monkey. And Butch is clearly just the guy who has the monkey.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: I guess the scientist is the monkey?
0: Yeah, he just, uh, yeah, he's actually published um, quite significant contributions to um, astrophysics. Um, It's just just the language barrier um, in spoken communication.
1: Yeah, it turns out him and a fair few of his friends on typewriters managed to figure some things out.
0: <laughs> took him ages. <laughs> like what were they doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh the slow creep of science. Mm. Um Yeah, uh, we also didn't talk about um they call they made a point in the first segment to um reference space beams and they're just flashlights.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
1: and I bring that up because they basically have their spacesuits are like white helmets and like blue jumpsuits with a lot of weird rings around them and then some sort of platformy thing attached on the front that's the controls for the like air and then and then this these shiny torches
0: yeah I think the um I think the trays by the way I've got a distinct feeling that they are like... You know, the, you know the really famous thing in, I think it's Alien, um, where one of the devices, I've literally just remembered this, I haven't, I'm not Googling yeah. it, you can just take my knowledge and accept I'm an unreliable narrator, um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a thing, I think, from Alien where one of the devices they use is a painted um, lady shaver, like a, a razor mm. or an epilator or something, Um and there's, I think there's a similar thing going on here with these these belt tray things that I'm ninety percent sure are at the front of a pram.
1: Oh, amazing! Or a
0: buggy or something like like yeah. I've got. Oh, may, yeah, they might not be. I'm I might have, that might be an anachronism, but I'm sure that they're like a, a tray a for a child or something right. like that from a high chair or.
1: Whatever. I mean they- that seems kind of reasonable. I mean, the, the, the straps are very mm-hmm. not spacey. Mm-hmm. They're like those clip metal clip straps with an obvious rivet and then like a leather strap. Yep. I really like the design of these things. I think it's just over the top enough.
0: Mm-hmm. It is It is the 50s idea of what the 80s were going to look like. But
1: well, yeah, it's kind of everyone's
0: exactly. idea of what 30 years' time is going to look like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that in 30 years' time, that's what we'll be wearing.
0: Mm. That's stylish and practical.
1: Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure uh, there was a uh, someone in one of those avatars uh, on the meta commercial that Zuckerberg put out.
0: No way. I have I was distracted by the barbecue sauce on the shelf. Uh. <laughs>
1: so
0: I was just like, oh, he's just like me.
1: I, yeah, I that's keep him.
0: Condomin- I keep condiments by my books and records.
1: It's true, especially in a virtual world. hmm Mm, which is essentially meeting rooms. I mean, sorry, where were we doing? De- yeah, right, <laughs> I, the future.
0: Yeah, the future. The future.
1: Um, yeah, and so, and then we get Blackie being like, if there's any moon men, uh, I've got uh-huh. the universal language. And he, and it's uh, it's just a, a, a roll of American hundreds, and he goes, Do, Re, Mi. Yeah. And like,
0: Well, if there are any Martians, I'll bet they speak the universal language.
1: Do, Re, Mi. Uh, I love how they're just leaning into the trope of dirty business capitalist Mm -hmm. in spite of the setting making no sense. I like that. Like, again, it's about them knowing when to lean into what. It's very smart because it's incredibly dumb.
0: It's so dumb. But there was an interesting thing about that. Like, that specific line. Where watching that as a British person in 2021, I would assume if i saw that joke now that that was a joke about americans accepting that uh their currency is just expecting their currency to be universal and obviously that is not the joke that they were going right. for but it's i interpreted that like quite differently i had to catch myself i was like no they they didn't you can't expect them to have self-awareness at this point mm. you remember the
1: space oath you took at the academy blackie I will not exploit other worlds for personal gain. Look at that. Follow me, man. Keep your eyes open. Yeah, yeah. In the 70s, yeah, I don't think it was about um the de facto currency versus the idea of money. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um and then we cut wide to get our lovely um crater back in and and then inching from Covered up on screen uh, by the spaceship is a man <laughs> in his underwear and socks. The segment where the man gets trapped in the tight TV and his wife can't figure out how to. Every time she changes the channel, mm-hmm. uh, she just puts him, moves him around so he gets like tackled by Secret Service agents getting off of Air Force yeah. One on the news and was in a horror film or whatever. And he just, he's just like shell shocked on the moon. Everyone just looks at him the monkey waves. That's the part I loved about the close up. They all look quizzically and then look away and act like it's not a big deal that there's a man here. Mm. But the so they they like all visually acknowledge the man has moved there but then pretend like it's not cuz that would like break the wall of the film mm-hmm. within the film mm-hmm. except the monkey who's like, mm-hmm. "Hey buddy." <laughs> it's so good.
0: Oh, I love that monkey so much. Yeah. He's so he's by far the most talented actor. In this
1: entire thing. Just. Um yeah, and then and then of course the guy yells Selma and we cut cut yeah. away from him. But um yeah, I just I'd liked so again, it's like the 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 knowing how much delay and the balance I think for my taste is really well done on like, oh right, it's a callback. It's a physical callback mm-hmm. that breaks the film, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um and like, if they hadn't told the actors to look at him, and if it was just a monkey waving, it wouldn't work. It's the fact that they, they, they acknowledge we're all aware. Yeah. There's a man on the moon. Yeah. But he's there because we're watching television, according to the conceit. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about it affecting the plot of this segment, even yeah. though that doesn't make sense because they've seen him. Like it's just the right level of sw- self awareness and trusting the audience to go with the, them just far enough on that ride.
0: Yeah, it's it's what, I think I mentioned this um, in episode six, of like the that line between what is pastiche and what is um, a very, you know, deliberate farcical kind of what 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 is it that they're parodying of the genre that they're parodying? What is it they're parodying of the experience of what is it that they're parodying of you know, just, oh Jesus um <laughs> I keep, sometimes I start a sentence and I think, God, this is going to be the best sentence. This is going to be such a good sentence. And then I realise that I've just said the word parodying eight times in a row and I haven't communicated anything.
1: I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, um, what's,
0: what's funny because it's a parody and what's funny because it's stupid and they, they, yeah, they and tread I that line really well.
1: Th- yeah. So like in, in the, uh, episode six's segment in the first segment, the, the like cut, straight to the lunchbox joke Mm -hmm. like that's not parody except for the fact that it uses the wires but i again it's like it's not just a random like the joke works within the setting Mm -hmm. but it, it is not a joke that should be in that setting
0: yes yeah
1: and this is kind of doing the same sort of thing but with the conceit of us watching tv but also one of the segments having a guy breaking all the fourth walls within the movie as yeah. movie segments at which point you're kind
0: of beyond beyond the plot integrity of even airplane and well into the realms of top secret yeah <laughs> which is is a deep cut for those of you who enjoy <laughs> enjoy airplane and it's ilk but
1: um, that's a solid film topsy came out <laughs> the year before this one i think
0: ah that makes sense it's i always i always think it came out after after airplane no
1: it came out in 84 oh sorry in 84 and amazon when the moon was 87 i keep thinking 85 i don't know why but yeah so several years uh progenitor possibly Mm. um so then we get probably my favorite sequence of this segment which is them traveling and so it's like clearly the hills there's shrubbery and foliage on these rocks, um, and there's this bashing score that's very old school sci-fi, yeah. as if something huge is happening, um, and nothing is happening. They're they're walking very slowly. Um, the captain's shining like is ha- pointing his flashlight ahead, even
0: though it's But it's broad, not on. Yeah.
1: It, sorry, his space beam, it's but space it's not beam. on, and it's broad daylight. Yeah. <laughs> and and what they do is they walk in front of these rocks. Then it cuts to a close-up of him looking very stern and like, oh. And then it cuts to the exact same framed shot. And they're now they're walking behind the first set of rocks. And then it cuts to a close-up of Butch and the monkey. He's looking kind of quizzical. Hey. And it cuts to them further back in the same scene. um, And they're higher up in the rocks. And it's just, it's such a The whole a time, great...
0: the score is just like... <laughs> things are yeah, happening but
1: it, it's so like old school sci-fi reused sets all the time mm. reused shots all the time and i just thought it was so smart to have them look like they're going through the hills mm-hmm. but actually it's like well this doesn't make sense because they're walking to the edge of the screen and then doubling back and starting over behind a few rocks in the same scene it's you're clearly supposed to think this is a new spot when mm. it's obviously not uh, i just i think it, it was just so well done and it, it and like you have to buy it. Listen to that score. They're they're doing something really intense walking <laughs> the same scene over and over. I just I really liked it. Especially cuz it's the moon and it's green and and then the, they finally leave this scene basically in the same like so they were they're like progressively going further back yeah. um depth-wise, but then they kind of leave the scene almost all the way back in the front, the scene they leave, mm-hmm. and they walk up to the same crater, and the only difference is the ship model has been moved. Yes. So they're beside the exact same spot, but the ship's not there. because Again, reusing scenes, it's the same place. They plop down the crater. It's just, it's so dumb. Um, but, like, if you were just kind of tuned out, you might not notice. You would just, and, and again, the balance of them just walking slowly to the score is enough. Right? Like, that's funny. But the fact that they're doing all this other stuff with, okay, we're not moving the camera until the end of that, but we're still in front of the same rocks. We've, in fact, never, we've not moved more than, like, f- four meters. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the tropes, that's great. You'll you'll get this as a joke. And if you're not, you're like, well, that's weird. But, like, yeah, just, again, packing a lot of humor sort of with the nods while still making it, like, if you don't know the stuff, mm-hmm. you if you were watching it late at night you would still laugh at the idea that like huh why is it so intense
0: yeah and it's also like because i did i didn't actually catch the catch exactly what was going on the first time i watched it and then i was like ah because the first time i watched this i was like that hasn't been one of those weird cuts for a while <laughs> What am I supposed What am I supposed to be paying attention to here? And then, yeah, the second I watch it, it's like, oh, it's the joke about the set, right? Um, that was also when um, I noticed he had the space beams out, and I was like, it's yeah. broad daylight, ah.
1: Um, I th- yeah, I think that's what's really telling. Is that that like your observation was tied to them quickly teaching, like? You learned the the language of what their filmmaking Mm. was trying to do. Like, if it's boring, we're going to film cut, like, broken film cut away. So if Mm -hmm. it seems boring to you, there's some jokes you're missing. Then they've communicated that within one and a half segments.
0: I say that in my stand-up all the time. If it seems boring to you, you're just missing the joke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... So you've revealed the thing that you tried to cover up at the end of episode six.
0: Yeah, which, oh no, this is getting too meta. This is getting too meta <laughs> now. I'm going to have to say, it. I'm going to have to plug it at the end of this episode, even though I didn't want to.
1: Um, we stop with the bashing m- music and then we get Butch, the comic relief, sort of. Think they're crazy for me. And then there's this like horrible plasticine uh, earth yes. um, model that then they rubber him look.
0: That's a full Earth, butch. Remember where we are.
1: And I just—it's so dumb.
0: It's funny, like, because I—you you mentioned something in episode six, which was just really insightful and succinctive. This, this, these sections being the straight man of the film Hmm. and it's so funny because we're just repeating back what happened i'm just giggling even though i was i didn't find it that funny when i was watching it but when you just read out what's happening it's like oh god it's done as shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's because it's not yeah it's not played for laughs yeah so it's it it, yeah so it's it's again yeah like you said it's easier to tell on second watches or upon recollection like Hmm. oh that was really dumb and funny. Um, and like, what I really like about that cutaway to the plasticine mm-hmm. model Earth is it's like a stock image of a sky with clouds.
0: Yes. With an Earth in it.
1: Yeah, with an Earth in it. And you're like, well, that's dumb. Earth. But also like, wait, clouds? <laughs> like, it's just like, what? What is this scene? It's so dumb.
0: It's broad daylight. How can they even <laughs> see it?
1: yeah it's it the more you think about it the more dumb it gets and that's um i mean that i do think is like a nod to how dumb the sci-fi was Mm. sci-fi wasn't like it was more sci-fi fantasy i would say Mm. in the in the way that some people make the distinction because it's just like set in space fantastical things Mm. right and like the idea that like oh yeah there's martians on the moon Yes, that's probably happened. I yeah. just realized what I said. <laughs> Stop judging me. Um, yeah, moon, moon, moon folk. Uh, who know do re mi the language. There, <laughs> I called it back to the film. Mm-hmm. All good. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff didn't really make sense, and they weren't trying. Some of that was like we didn't have a good wide knowledge of the science, but a lot of it was just like we're not trying to have a notion of like this is compatible-ish with science. Um, mm. which we see in the next scene because um, oh, it's, so yeah, we have seen that scene because suddenly the captain just starts to pull his helmet off. Mm-hmm. This is only a hunt, but...
0: Steve, what are you doing? You're committing suicide! And he
1: goes... Just as I thought. The moon has an atmosphere similar to Earth's. Take off your helmets, boys. And you're like... What? Yeah. But that's like, that is so how it's done in these movies. It's yes. just like the n- the notion of a like a hunch that makes no sense like uh epistemologically. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way you could get that info except maybe the fact that there's plants everywhere, <laughs> right? But like, like, there's like no way you could just yeah, exactly. And it's just like I have a hunch, and then it'll work, right? The the notion of like usually it's like. Oh, no, we're going to crash. Oh, I got a hunch. If we just re- invert the thrusters and eject <laughs> half of the air supply, we'll land safely and catch the air on the way back. <laughs> right? Like, it's that kind of nonsense that happened all the time. Like, in the same way they they kind of were were pu- putting, pointing at with the emergency approach to mm-hmm. the moon uh, segment with all the, like, dials and stuff, right? It's just like, oh, do do this. This is happening. But I, I really appreciated the like, I'm the, I'm in charge. I'm just gonna do this thing yeah. trope.
0: There's also a thing about like the I don't I it's one of those things where I'm like I wish I knew exactly what this was pointing at. Um, in the episode, it's just a line of I'm gonna get a hunk of that green cheese, and <laughs> and uh, the the head dude is like, no, that's. It's those kinds of myths that we're going to the moon to dispel. And I'm like, so do you know what the moon is or not?
1: Do right. You, yeah.
0: Like, do you?
1: What? Oh, uh, that's a really good point because, yeah, this is flying in the face. This whole atmosphere thing is like, no, no, they don't. No. It, they know it's not green cheese. They, they
0: But that's not common knowledge. That Or or at least it's a failure of of good science communication, because one of the astronauts who's going to the moon thinks it's made of green cheese. Uh, One
1: of the hand-picked scientists. One of
0: the hand-picked scientists who's going to the moon believes it's made of green cheese. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about scientific literacy. (laughs) Yeah. and statistical literacy, and it's clear that there are some real gaps, um, even at high levels. Sad. Uh,
1: we then cut, he then tells everyone to take their helmets off, and mm-hmm. you m- alluded to this uh, last episode, episode six, that um, somehow Butch is still wearing his baseball cap with yes. the brim flapped up. Um,
0: <laughs> Good old H2O. <laughs> Steve, fill me
1: in. How'd you figure it out? And this is a thing that I noticed, and I don't know what it... I think it's just a prop thing, but I can't tell... It, I don't know if it's on purpose, but mm-hmm. I assume it must be. But the helmets are of Butch and Steve mm-hmm. are identical, but Blackie's helmet has a metal rim underneath, uh, like a collar almost. Ooh. And when he and so when he takes it off, it's very shiny and it's very. it's like, oh, that's a different helmet. That's weird. And I assume it's because they're making fun of the fact that like it's not. There's like bad prop design continuity.
0: Yeah. Because I can't understand why it it it. would...
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. I I just saw the... and Because it glinted in light. I was like, oh, that's odd. He's got that silver. And he doesn't. Oh, wait. He doesn't either. And then then I saw that on the first watch through. And then the subsequent ones, I was just like, "Ah, that must be on purpose. Mm. It's so weird otherwise. Mm. Um, But it doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And again... uh, part of um the whole brilliance of this type of parody which has it uh, well, parodying something that is schlocky means mm. you get away with your own schlockiness as homage or green fromage as the case may be
0: oh that was bad
1: yeah that well. was
0: that was bad but i respect it
1: <laughs> yeah you'll be the only one um <laughs> And then and then and they're like, "How did you figure that out?" This is my favorite because then it turns out he's like. Seems like Looney figured it out first. Points to the monkey. <laughs> what the is the monkey, monkey is
0: eating? A banana. It's a banana. That's my it looked like squirty cream. Oh. <laughs> I was staring at it, trying to figure out what that monkey had in its hands and mouth. And all I could think. Yeah, was, there's a.
1: I, I think there's a peel on the ground in front of him. Like, oh. yeah, you can see the banana peel um uh, but um one it, of the things i like about that sequence is it it, it, it immediately contradicts like three sentences before <laughs> right it's like ah oh, my this is only a hunch but you're like well the monkey's not dead
0: yeah a regular Einstein.
1: like you saw the monkey take his helmet <laughs> off and is now eating a banana and you're saying it's a hunch but then they're like how did you figure it out it's like oh well it wasn't a hunch i saw i saw a mammal breathing (laughs) it's just such a weird like it's just like oh it broke it wrinkled my brain because i was like didn't you just because i'm way too logical in my head and it was like oh you guys are being mean (laughs) but again it doesn't really matter and it's kind of the way these things usually work like a lot of sci-fi is written to make sense forwards but not upon reflection yes you say the thing to get you to the other thing, and it doesn't matter if subsequently, like, it just one of the tropes of bad writing, right? Is just like, oh, yeah, I said this, but now we're going to say this other thing because it's convenient now. Mm-hmm. But it, that doesn't really make sense, but it, most people won't notice unless they revisit and hear that person mm-hmm. say the first thing again. Speaking yeah. of sentences that are impenetrable, <laughs> again, a monkey. Uh, it's a monkey, Einstein, in the space. Einstein the monkey.
0: Monkey in space. Sorry? It's It's just a monkey in space, and yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah,
1: and it's, again, star of the segment. The wave, and then the banana. Great. <laughs> uh, and they're all laughing, and then we... we Splacky goes... <gasps> and points to, cut to, well, nothing. Again, classic trope of someone noticing a thing before it happens because, cinematically, we want to see nothing, and then this lizard... Go over the ridge, mm-hmm. but what's Blackie pointing at? But it happens all the time in in, in old sci-fi, you know, genre, right? It's because, yeah. it, which makes sense because that's in the cinematic language. We want the audience to get that of discovery. It's less fun if it's like, and then there's a lizard he's pointing at versus the lizard showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's very common in in these things to have like the the exposition point before it happens so i thought that was a nice touch that i'm pretty sure was unintentional um and yeah and it's also of course they've added grain to the shot and it's a macro shot of a, yes. of a lizard with i think i don't even think that lizards face i think they've put prosthetic fins yes. on it. i'm but, not sure yeah those, right
0: those are not th- those oh yeah there's three horns there's three yeah, horns okay. and they might have also painted it uh but you can only see it for like a couple of seconds so
1: yeah and it's a forked tongue like dealer monster sort yeah. of type, uh thing um and it and, and again we get the score of the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, awesome. and it and they've got like noises of like hissing but yep. when its mouth is closed yep. and then it flicks its tongue crawls over the rocks and then we get uh a, a cigarette burn film end of real end mm-hmm. of part three real
0: yes. fade to black
1: and then that's the end of the segment um so yes as you alluded i could have done with more lizard as well i it, wanted it was... more
0: lizard i wanted more of the lizard i wanted more lizard and more monkey and yes less humans
1: it, yeah i was gonna say humans are really the problem this yeah. is uh this has been a ted talk in disguise <laughs> um yeah i i, I really like this segment it was a short but like uh I, 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 we've been saying deceptively packed yes with things and like like well worth the rewatch like some of the other segments like uh no, no throwing shade but just they're just written differently like yeah. like the one with steve gutenberg and uh, rosanna or cat um and the dating. Yes, two two IDs or something is what it's called. Like again, no shade, but like that's a very straightforward sketch mm-hmm. with you know good pacing and like this is the pre- premise. But you're not like looking the background for much, right? You're not mm-hmm. you're not getting a whole lot out of rewatches in the sense of things you might have missed because it's jam packed. It's just different style of writing and stuff. Yeah, again, why I think um, it, it's sort of why this works as the straight man of the film mm. because it's a lot of stuff. But again, none of it is at the most of it isn't at the forefront without, without the, the odd punch, like, like the monkey wave, even that's kind of subtle, but mm-hmm. like the, there are jokes, right? Like the earth jokes, probably the biggest one. Yeah. The full earth joke. And it even becomes funnier. As you pointed out after the fact, the more you think about it, because the laugh is aha, full earth instead of a full moon. And also it looks dumb. Yep. And then when you start thinking about it, well, it 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 like really doesn't make sense on multiple multiple levels, and that's why it's funnier. But again, you that's like not your immediate interpretation.
0: Yeah, and and it's nice because kind of sitting here excavating the levels of of joke from it is kind of there's a similar process with what people do with the B movies that they're parodying of like. Hey, do you remember that bit in Plan Nine from Outer Space that, when you actually think about it, it makes absolutely no sense, as well as being absurd on like a very basic level? <laughs> um, you know, you could just sit here and dissect like all of these scenes, kind of in the same way that you dissect B movies, and I think that's I think that's wonderful, and I think that is testament actually to some really sharp writing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they, they, I. It's not. It's not like what a. What a good happenstance that they happen their bad writing may is mm. similar. Like it's their very good writing with the knowledge of how the bad writing is bad.
0: Yes, yes,
1: um, yeah, and and you can see that with the odd joke that's like again leans towards bringing it to the forefront, but doesn't. Like we were talking about in episode six, the the like someone clearly put a flashlight on the nylon wire on the moon mm. so that it like a third of it, middle third of it, glinted in a way that like none of the rest of the lighting seems to show like it's like ah yes you are guiding us to your your very clever things but you're not putting a hat on it or like pointing it out or yeah it's very 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 well done really enjoyed this segment um any do you have any overall thoughts this segment versus the last the first one
0: uh i did i think i probably found the jokes in this one easier to get given that um in episode six, I thought a reference to 48 states was a joke about <laughs> Texas succeeding as opposed to a statement of fact <laughs> of, the, of the United States in 1952. <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, maybe it's a little bit more accessible for international audiences 35 years later, but I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't feel that's a fair metric to judge anything on. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh really enjoyable, really um just very warmly done. Very like lovingly done, I think in in ways like you were saying. I can't remember if it was this episode or or episode 6, um the perils of recording things back to back. Uh about the differences between this kind of parody and the kind of parody you see in scary movie, epic movie, not another teen movie and that kind of thing. Um, of just how much love it has, and the kind of nostalgia for it that it has, um, because at this point, the people making this film are the people who grew up watching the B movies, um, and I think that really shines through.
1: I think my favorite sequence of the the uh, thus far of Amazon Women on the Moon has been the bashing score and the progressive okay. reuse shot i just really like i mean again i i i've watched enough old sci-fi to see the reuse of not only shots but um sets mm-hmm. uh and that like called it in really well and then like i actually didn't notice until i was just double checking something while we were chatting and so i realized that the crater scene is in is also that basic same mm-hmm. rock formation i thought there was two different locations but it's actually just a change of angle in the same one which is economical but also they they clearly want like yeah that this was on purpose right yeah. it's conveniently economical but it's also very on purpose and um yeah i just i really liked that um <laughs> uh that and the monkey wave cemented this one is like <laughs> the, the, him waving to the Stella man it, it, while, while they just like again the the weird when we had such trouble trying to put words around it. So I won't go back at the beginning of this episode, but like the breaking of the fourth wall in yes. terms of the movie and the, our relationship with the character jumping through segments and that stuff, uh, or TV. Yeah. It, it was just, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's it's, but both really solid. And again, the straight man metaphor seems to, seems to be holding up. Mm. Great. Um, I, yeah, look forward to, um, our next, uh, segment which will be episode 17 uh, so in about a week's time um, but if people wanted to hear more of your um, waxing and waning as the earth does from the moon <laughs> um, how how would they find you
0: you can find me on twitter and instagram at helloalister that's a-l-a-s-d-a-i-r you can also find me on twitch which I'm remembering to say at the same time this time <laughs> Because uh, I'm learning how to podcast quickly.
1: Excellent. Uh, any other pugs? Say ones you alluded to earlier in the episode. <laughs>
0: any other? You know, I sometimes I do stand up. It's fine. We don't have to talk about that. But if you're in Bristol and like going to open mic nights, say hi because uh, you'll probably bump into me at one.
1: Excellent. Uh, and I'm at the OmniArch on all of the things, and you can catch me if you like my podcasting ways talking about craft beer and video games uh, on the podcast Tanked Up. Um, You can reach the podcast, that's the podcast uh, we're on currently, on Twitter at A-W-O-T-M-P, or Awomtump, as it's affectionately known by at least us.
0: Yeah, might just be us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, only time will tell. It
0: it might just be you and I'm tolerating Ah, it. Ah,
1: the usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks again for joining me and we'll see y'all on uh, next week on episode 17. Uh, As always, I've been Adil.
0: I have been Alistair. Hopefully I'll continue to be...